All right, one, two, three. Taking y'all to church today. My oh body, my, my body belongs to God. <laughs> Get it out. My body, my body belongs to God. My body, my body belongs. I don't know this song. My head, my head belongs to God. My feet, my feet belongs to God. <laughs> 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 this reminds me of brother abraham you know the brother abraham song brother abraham my many sons yeah, baby. And a dance to it too and many sons have mm-hmm. you be marching and i'm one of them and, and so are you so let's just pray praise the lord, lord right, right hand. oh mine was right hand oh left and <laughs> and then you go then you said and then you move that one hand father abraham how many Wait, sons did you do i don't know if they have this at your school did they have the fellowship of christian athletes were no. you a part of that no no <laughs> all the christian church kids y'all will know the fellowship at the school they would have the fellowship of christian athletes <sighs> we would have after school programs we would sing there would be goodies though there would be candy and stuff I never had that. No, my church was pretty small. So we just had like children church and youth fellowship. And now it's like the young people. I don't know. They still call us young people and we're whole we're whole we're whole adults. <laughs> like all of the young people are 25, 26, 27 years old. That's like we're we're pretty pretty much I mean, I guess you can still call us young people, but nah. That is too funny. I was not prepared for a church song this afternoon. Yeah. Unfortunately, my, yeah, my vocals aren't. I, the only thing that's coming to mind is this. I said, big, bad, busting out the Benton Bentega. Ooh, ooh, a baka, baka, baka. It's boo crack, a bookie, bookie, boo. What? Bop, ba, bop, ba, bop, bop. If it's, then it's lean. If it's then it's then it's then it's ra ra pa up then it's up if it's then it's up ah ah ri ti 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 boo 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 pause. Do you know what that is from, Destiny? No, sorry, I was reading a text. I'm like <laughs> trying to multitask. <laughs> no, you're fine. That is the choreographer who did the up to Cardi B. That's, oh, okay. that's I've learned the whole dance. I learned Good it for you. Yeah. I've given up on these new dances. <laughs> I appreciate when a dance was one, two simple moves, when it was a snap and a lean. I don't know what all this, all this stuff is now. It's TikTok. You gotta get into I don't, it. No, I, I'm not I don't get into too. TikTok. My sister was showing me TikTok. She showed me this one couple. It's like an uncle and an auntie. And they be dancing to like the grown folk music. I don't can't remember their names, mm-hmm. but it TikTok is a lot, y'all. Yeah, it is. I'll it leave is. that to y'all. Y'all creative. <laughs> Listen, I don't use TikTok, so I I have an account. I don't use it. I don't really go on it. <laughs> I I didn't. I'm glad that I haven't got into the clutch of it because Instagram can just be too much. Yeah. Well, well so. people repost the TikToks on Instagram, so that's how I see them. Yeah. But I don't need to be on the app. No. Y'all not finna have me out here dancing off beat. No. <laughs> 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 Trying to, what is it? 
whatever the dance moves. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I don't wait, know. wait, is it is it dun, dun, it's something? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Y'all can't see us, we're dancing. Y'all not gonna uh, have me. You want an eight count? Mm-mm. Five, six, seven, eight. Have you seen that re- that that TikTok where it's like, can we please stop marginalizing black people who can't dance? And the girl's like, nope, you gonna stay here all night. Five, six, seven, eight. No, no, I haven't. Oh, that one was funny. If you can't dance, you know, ain't not wrong with a little two step. Not wrong. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get into this episode this week. Yes. In case y'all was wondering, oh yeah, episode eight. I'm getting ahead of myself. Episode eight of Gather Round Grow. Last week, I know there's an abrupt ending. (laughs) It was. I just disappeared. Yeah, she she Um, dipped. I was like, we. I mean, Roberta and I were like, what what is happening? Okay, bye. Yes. So what happened was we were in the middle of recording, and all of a sudden. I felt the need to vomit. So I went to the bathroom. That is what happened. And normally when I vomit, I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna feel better now. Yeah. No, that was the beginning. So for the next three to four days, I had vomit. This is a little graphic, vomit, diarrhea. Oh my gosh. Uh, it literally hit me out of nowhere. Yeah. So I was like, y'all, I, I can't finish. So I had something after going to urgent care. I caught something called nor- norovirus, mm. not coronavirus, norovirus. A different virus. Yes. It's basically. Because we forget that there's <laughs> other shit out there too yes. because of fucking COVID. And they said it's pretty common. Um, like it happens every year, like the flu. It's a stomach virus. Um, it's normally like short. So 24 to 72 hours. Mm. And it's like a really bad stomach bug. You yeah. just feel like you're dying. Yeah. So that's thought- what happened to me. Wow. Well, we're glad that you're better. Yes. And in 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 one piece, because I was worried. My mama was worried. (laughs) I was worried too. I was like, Lord. Yeah. I took a pregnancy test. I was like, is it the cheese? Because I ate some some tortellini and I was like, Mm -hmm. it was that. And I was like, no, "No, girl. Mm sometimes I sometimes like shit just happens and we don't realize. Like, and those would be the, the worst. But I feel like sometimes those onsets are like wait what the hell just happened here like I was fine and then all of a sudden I'm not fine right versus when you know you finna get sick when you got like your eyes start hurting or you get a scratchy throat Mm -hmm. that's a different type of thing so yeah like y'all heard me I was high energy I felt fine you was lit I you was like you were lit (laughs) I was like where is this energy coming from um but yeah but we're back we're 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 back better than ever you know consistency is key yes it is um and and we're here to here to just have a good time so i'm tamia and i, I thought you were gonna do pronouns oh <laughs> <laughs> she her hers wait do you want to tell the people more about yourself because we're episode eight maybe we got new listeners and they're just coming in tell oh, the people who about yourself I? you know what you want to share Whatever you want to share. I'm not even going to tell you what to share. Okay. Uh, my name is Tamia. I'm from I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. 
like yes. Cordy B. <laughs> like Cordy B, but not where Cordy B is from. I'm from the north. I'm from the bougie side of the Bronx. Okay. There's a get <laughs> there's a hood and then there's like the rest of the Bronx. I'm from the rest of the Bronx. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me stop. Um, but nah, I'm a I'm I'm a podcaster, a video director, an artist, a physicist, an educator, a graduate student. Um I, an actress, there you go. Claim a gamer, um, successful business entrepreneur, mm-hmm. woman, and I, you know, I just be, I just be around, you know, just trying to live, trying to dismantle generational curses and do better for myself mentally, physically, and emotionally. There you go. <laughs> um, and I am a Holyoke alum. Holy, Holyoke, Holy, oh. Holyoke. <laughs> Mount Holyoke forever shall be. Mount Holyoke hey. forever hey. shall be. Hey. That's the only part hey. I know. And the part where we whisper. <laughs> we do whisper? I don't remember that. You know, nah. It's like in the middle where we... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the words. I just, I know that's when it get hype because the song is on the mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm so weak. Yeah. So that's who I am. I, you know, yes. at first, I think when we first started this podcast, I was a bit nervous to tell people who I am because, you know, not that I've done anything bad. But I'm all, I think there's like this something in my self-conscious is that's like somehow, some way, something, somebody might use this against me. But I'm like, I'm a genuinely, I think I'm a genuinely good person. Mm-hmm. You know, I may have messed up or fucked up down the road, but I shouldn't like hold that against me. And that's also something that I'm dealing with in therapy. So I'm mm-hmm. a, I, and oh yeah, I'm a high advocate for therapy. Mm-hmm. So I'm Destiny. I use she, her pronouns. You can hear my pups in the background playing. That's that's just going to happen. I am a Black woman. Um, I was born and raised in Florida, but also lived in Massachusetts, lived in a lot of different places. I'm in Illinois right now, not Chicago. I'm in Illinois. Do with that what you will. Uh, I'm a graduate student. what else do I want to share? I'm a researcher because I'm trying to claim that I'm a scholar. Um, I'm working on claiming things. Um, I am a yell laugher. Um, I'm a chicken connoisseur. Um, what else? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. I don't want to call myself fun. a bald baddie, but something about how I like having short hair. I'm trying to think of a nickname mm-hmm. for that. Um, I'm trying to think of identities that aren't related to my profession. So I like my laugh. Oh, so wow. I'm trying to mm-hmm. work through that. Um, I'm a dog mom. She is. Uh, I'm a plant mom. Yes. And a, and a crystal. I'm a crystal gem. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am a, what else? Oh, my a God. Reality TV connoisseur. I love reality TV. What was that? Hmm. And that's that's me. I also like talk a lot of shit. Um, some people say I'm shady. I don't 
no, I think I'm funny. Um, you are funny. Thank you. I think so too. And with that segue, so to me, it doesn't know this, but we're going to add some new segments to the show. Okay. So, yes. Let's so inspired, inspired by the friend zone podcast, they have a recap segment. I was like, that is clever. Cause I feel like we'd be dropping gems in the episodes and, you know, we want to get our interaction up, but until that happens, we're just going to recap that. But in the future, we would want to read your tweets or your comments right. um, to the show and your stories. Yeah, but right now we're going to recap. So anything you want to highlight from the last episode, something you enjoyed, something that stood out, something that you liked. Um, Shit, I'd be forgetting what we'd be talking about. You want me to summarize it? <laughs> you summarize it first, and then I'll be like, okay. oh, yeah, that's what we did talk about. So, last week's episode, my sister Roberta joined us. Um, and we talked about Derek Jackson, Kirk Franklin, uh, Little Nas X's um, new video, Call Me By Your Name, oh, yeah. which went number one. Congrats. Yeah. Yes. All like all over internationally, mm-hmm. YouTube. And it's a good song. Yeah. You talked about Saweetie and Quavo. You also gave an update because the elevator elevator controversy. Oh, yeah, that elevator controversy. Um, y'all talked about Chet Hanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else did y'all talk about in there? I think y'all talked about anime. Yeah. I wanted to add on to the, the whole elevator stuff. That made me go back and rewatch the Beyonce Solange Jay Z elevator clips, mm-hmm. and the people were in there chatting up a storm. And I was like, "How is this different from Quavo and Saweetie? Solange is literally like, if she got close to Jay Z, she would have whooped his ass." And Beyonce, mm-hmm. I really wish we could have some audio. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. so are you saying that it's the same as Sweetie and Quavo? No, it's not the same as Sweetie and Quavo, but it reminded me of that, of just like that clip from Beyonce. Yeah. Or there was another clip a few years ago. I think it was a f- ex-football player, football player that was caught beating his significant oh other in an elevator. I can't remember the name, but that was a big thing. It's mm-hmm. people keep going. Be Y'all be forgetting this. Can't cam- cameras in there. In the elevator, mm-hmm. I just be trying to worry about pushing the button for the next person comes. <laughs> I don't be one, time, one time I was in the elevator <laughs> at school and I clicked on the the uh the police thing by accident. <laughs> That's it said hello. I said sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh I hit this by accident. Okay, be careful next time. I was shook. Because I didn't actually think those things work, but they do. Yep. That was campus police, too. Did you ever call the police, like, when you were a kid, you were at home? No. on the phone? No. Me and my brother did that one time. We called, and we hung up real fast. And then they they showed up. up. (laughs) We were home alone, because you know black kids be home alone. Uh, (laughs) We watched each other, because we're twins. My mom's Mm -hmm. like, I watch each other. Don't answer this dough for nobody till I get home. Um... She's like, I don't care who it is. Even my grandma. I was like, sorry, grandma. You got to sit outside on the porch. Mama told me not to answer this door. But that's a different story. So the police came. We're like, oh, shit. So we turned off all the lights, (laughs) the curtains. And we just sat in the room in the back being quiet until they drove up. I'm so dead. (laughs) 
that is hilarious no that's actually like really hilarious wow no I've never did that I mean I used to be home by myself when I was a kid or uh-huh. like a, a early preteen but it never I like it never inclined me to call the police or or do anything like that I stay far far away from the police yeah I wouldn't do that now no <laughs> I nope. no all right I mean, and you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with somebody and it was like, what happens like, if somebody were to like get, but like they die, but like, like you didn't know them. What, what would you do? Would you call the police and be like, hey, they died, but, or would you cover up the body and, th- and throw it away or whatever? Like, or That's like if something question. like by accident got killed, right? what would you do? Like, I've never thought about that because I never think, think I've never thought that I'd be in that like type of situation. But like, those are actually like real things that could happen, you know, in somebody's lifetime. It's like, what do you do? Like, you know how, how it happened? I think we were watching Pose and there's an episode. Have you seen Pose? I've watched part of it. Okay. Are you interested in that? Should I spoil? Do a spoiler? This is a kind of a spoiler, but I I don't care if you spoil it. I just stopped watching it um because it was i like lighthearted shows okay. yeah it's a bit yeah it's a bit uh, intense. and the white man was throwing me off <laughs> yeah yeah so pretty much what happened in one of the ex- episodes elect uh electra that's her that's one of the mother's name she became a dom mother <laughs> what's she the, became what's the name? always doing that oh sorry my gosh. i had to do it bitch, bitch i'm a mother, mother. <laughs> no drama but no electra she um she was she became like a dom a a dom which is like for a sex worker pretty much and so the guy who she was um he liked to be tied up and all of that stuff but i don't know what happened but he had stayed there so long that he like died in the straps and whatever um and like she had to figure out what to do with like she didn't kill him but because she was a you know transgender woman mm-hmm. she could get arrested and put into prison for how long yeah so she had to call up her home girl and be like um i need somebody to help me wrap up this body and so they they wrapped up the body put the body in like wrapped up the body put the body in a trunk and they sat in the back of her um back of her closet until the day she died and it was based on a true story like this whole thing right because i think it was a transgender woman who had done who had done like sex work right because those were the only jobs that they could find and um the yeah i was like wow it's crazy but how do we get on this we're I don't recapping. Know. Oh yeah, recap. recap. Sorry, recap. So that was my recap. Okay. Um, I don't know how this ended up getting here, but um, yeah. Oh yeah, the elevator situation and stuff like that. I don't know. I think it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. So not every week we have like a like a deep topic, but I like unpacking pop culture. Because I think it's so interesting and it's a way to to unpack and dissect things that are part of larger culture and society. Um, yeah. Like, if you're academic, like, it, it sometimes be stuffy. 
Okay. Pop That's culture sure. is something that most people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a way to know like how the majority of people think. Yeah. Because even on the shade room, it's one story, different yeah. reactions. Yeah, it's true. There's different sides of social media. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah, I try. I've been on and off for this past week. I think yeah. I overindulged today because it was Friday and I was just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm but, about to leave. But yeah, no, it can be it can be a bit too much too, right? Like yeah, the intake of like other people's lives and you know self consciously like comparing it to your own life. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I agree. Like there's some, but there's some real entertaining stuff on social media. Yeah. Like, and I just and informative. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah usually me i i um i watch a lot of the tiktoks or the reels Mm -hmm. and stuff i like i like to watch like you said light-hearted things Mm -hmm. but somehow some way it always gets me trapped into other people's business so yeah so that's the recap y'all we'll end it there um next do you want to turn it over to the shenanigans yeah we can hop into the shenanigans now So this is the segment where we talk about pop culture and everything, trash and news. We want to start off by saying rest in peace to DMX. Yes. Um, drug drug abu- drug addiction, I should say. It's yeah. no joke. And um, people, you know, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I had heard he was sober, but he's been stuff happened. He's been on and off. So some he relapses. Well, yeah. relapsed. Yeah. Because. Um, he did a versus not too long ago. He right. seemed healthy and okay, um, but but that can also be a facade. Yeah, yeah right. addiction is tough. But he's been like fighting it for years because yeah. sometimes like he'll be good and then. But and he also talked about um, how like he started um, drugs because someone deceived him. Like, yeah, he, he was just smoking weed, and then and they had like, laced it. Yeah, so it's. That's real. Yeah, that's sad. I think the thing with DMX, like people, even though it's like this hard exterior and the music was very like rough and all that, he still, he was likable. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Like funny, just funny black man. Like he's a tough nigga, but also like, will like do some like funny, Mm lighthearted stuff and him singing gospel with like the raspiness even the root of the red nose reindeer. I don't yes. know if you saw that. <laughs> so rest in peace, man. Yeah. Um, people, whenever a celebrity passes, people get really weird. And social media is yeah. very strange. So I'm probably going to exit because I know it's about to get toxic. Yeah. Yeah. And even like leading people, up to his passing. Yeah. People were calling it from last night. And I was like, did he die already? Last week. Last week, people were saying RIP. And it was like, he's still alive. Yeah. So that's... It's, I prayers to the family, like for real though, because mm-hmm. grieving, but also grieving publicly when people are being trash about it and trying to get agree. clout from your death is weird. Yeah, agree. I agree. So yeah, 
we send our love and love and light to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it, really. Uh, yes. Also, I want to say, I, I know we're about to end, but Black people really showed out. Um, the, did you see that Black people were at the hospital? Yeah. Like yeah. crowds were at the hospital playing his music and stuff. Like, I don't know. I like seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. I did see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love us. We're always... Yes. We Earl. always show up and show out for our people. Don't get no blacker than an Earl. That was his name. <laughs> I know. So Earl black. Simmons. Love it. Right? Simmons? Simpson? Simmons? Something like that. Something like Yeah. yeah. That's very black. black. That is very black. Yeah. We're, there's not a lot to talk about in our shenanigans right now. I don't I didn't see any news that I thought was very interesting or entertaining to talk about or that really suited me. Um, nope. and we're gonna keep Besides, moving on. Nope, we're not gonna talk about that. No, that oh, they don't I was gonna say Diddy, but Diddy, you're a capitalist, and I don't need you trying to call out other capitalists. And I'm gonna leave it at that because that can be a whole episode. Yeah, no, I, I, but sir, we don't want advice from you. No, <laughs> I don't know. I understand why can't celebrities be like, just do your put out your music, put out your products, and just try and fight the struggle in without telling the rest of the world or so. your struggle is not our struggle you're mm-hmm. mad because you can't make more money we're mad because we're broke and dying and losing jobs and resources because you're hoarding it that's why we're mad we're mad about different things you mad because you're a millionaire trying to be a billionaire we're mad because the government can't do the minimum <laughs> the basic minimum of of you know taking care of its own citizens so. I don't know. May, I, maybe it's like it's a different mental men, mentality. That's all I'm saying. Girl, girl, whatever stuff they do, and I don't want it. I just, I just, all that I ask for in my life is just to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I just want to be in a in a place where I can kick off my shoes, drink my wine. And not have to worry about somebody coming in, shooting up the place, somebody coming in and taking away shit from me, right? I just want to be able to comfortably still spend my money on, you know, nice, luxurious stuff or regular stuff or cheap stuff or whatever I want to do without having to feel bad about doing it. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just and maybe that's very privileged of me to, to do, but I think people, right? Let people... But I think as a Black woman, it's okay to want to live comfortably and mm-hmm. to have nice things i think the difference is when you're a millionaire and a billionaire the only way you get that rich is by cheating other people and paying them for their cheap labor so those are two different things so i don't support that at this point i wouldn't want to be that rich because i would have to be cheating someone that's true yeah or hoarding resources yeah yeah i would rather be like have a smaller following and know that the love and the things that I'm doing is genuine rather than a big mm-hmm. following and and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyways, let us move on into the gather round and grow segments. Yes. I'm gonna pause here so that I can put in some music. I don't know if I should put in music. I, you know, some days I'm. It depends on how I feel about how the episode is flowing. But yeah, let's get into the gather round and grow segment.
feel like we should have like some chimes <laughs> like a call like some like a ding i don't know yep. I, you know what i'm saying or maybe like a um a teapot boiling something something or maybe like, and like the open- sound of wind or something <laughs> i don't know like the teacup is boiling you hear the snap of or the snap of like a a, a, a bag of potato chips about to open what? like you finna like you finna what did this go I was like you say, take your foil off of a off of a leftover plate what <laughs> I didn't know that's I like that I just didn't know that's the direction you were going like you very like, black yes that's what I'm saying exactly <laughs> Like you, you ready to you come can have and some sit black down. ASMR? So just nails, nails. I'm so dead. <laughs> the nails tapping, <laughs> the gum smacking. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I'll see. But you know, I, that's I, when it comes to sound and stuff. Like you have to be very particular about what you can add and stuff. Like I know in the past I've added the air horns or like I like distorted my voice when it came to singing prints. So, and it's weird. It's weird when it comes to like adding sound effects. Cause I'm like, mm. how do I do that where I don't have to pay any money? Yeah. You can do macaroni in the pot. <sighs> <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, adorable. All right. So I think this week for this episode, we're going to just kind of be having a you know intimate discussion about childhood not not necessarily talking about our own childhood traumas but diving into how to address those things Mm -hmm. and as well as the thread that destiny shared with me when it comes to yeah so um, yeah the thread is from mary mariam hasnea um which let me get her credentials correct. oops sorry did you find it i just i yeah. muted myself i didn't really okay, cross I y'all in my bed I wasn't sure. <laughs> no it's okay. okay go ahead so yeah this i found this great thread started by mariam hasnea um who is the owner of at vibrational medicine on instagram she specializes in training intuitive gifts and She's an energy worker. I've bought from her business. Um, you can follow her also at the Flower Priestess. Um, but she started this thread about programming and kind of talking about the lies that we've been told or how we've been kind of culturalized into believing certain things and what are things that you're rejecting now that no longer serve you. Um, so I thought that'd be good to kind of pair with this conversation on childhood. Um, trauma and also like nurturing the inner child um, and so just kind of deliver in a way that's accessible to people because we're we don't specialize in this yes this is something that we're learning in our journey Mm -hmm. as trying to be adults that are emotionally intelligent and (laughs) yeah so I'm excited for this conversation yeah. So I think how I got on the topic of childhood trauma is because I was just scrolling through the gather out and grow Instagram. And I like how you have set it up. So my own Instagram feed, and I may just have to like, create a new one where it's more about my wellness and well being and how to take care of myself and look at those those resources when it comes to 
healing and just wellness and anxiety and stuff and like coping with with things Mm because my timeline is filled with just like a lot of like mutual friends and stuff like that but I I came across this and I really wanted to talk about it because I'm constantly trying to or I'm striving for learning how to heal and cope with patterns that have formed back from when I was a child. So like, you know, coming home and being in a different environment and learning how to navigate between, okay, yes, I grew up here, but I'm no longer my 16, 15, 16, 12, 13 year old self. And so what does that look like in Okay, sorry, my bad. My parents are home. I thought they were talking to me. They weren't talking to me. My dad's just on the phone, but they just really loud downstairs. So anyways, I was just talking about learning just how to heal my 13, 12-year-old self and recognizing the patterns that I developed when I was a kid um, and learning how to reframe that's what that's a tool and an aspect that I have been doing Mm -hmm. with or learning with my therapist and learning how to reframe yeah um my thinking of like I am I'm going to be lonely forever instead of saying that saying Mm -hmm. I'm going to be lonely until I find somebody else or whatever well, do you want to, I don't know if you want to share, but do you want to talk about like kind of some of your inner child well, um, mindsets or belief systems? Yeah, I guess part of that is because, well, yeah. Because like, where does that whole mm-hmm. be alone forever thing, does that come from childhood? Like, I think it comes from, lot? yeah, I think, yeah, I was usually by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think it's, you know, so I went, when I went go to school, right? I would go to after school and right I my dad wouldn't pick me up I would be the last person there um to go home so I was always it was other always either myself and an adult right there was no other like kids there to play with or communicate with so um that was something and then I came home and then I would be home by myself and so I would find I come home and like play video games and those were fine, but then I would never like do my own homework and cause I need the extra help. Mm-hmm. So I found myself alone a lot. Um, and like that preteen high school era, um, maybe high school was a little bit better because then I joined after school programs, but still, I was still, I was still home alone because you know, there was a time period where my dad still wouldn't be home or my mom wasn't home <laughs> <laughs> until they got off of work. And I grew up, you know, I grew up as an only child. I do have older siblings, but I grew up as an only child. And so I always wish that I had another sibling who I could, you know, grow more on a personal level with. And I think that's happening now, you know, because I'm older and I'm, I kind of have a little bit more experience and I know, you know, I know how to formulate better conversations. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, yeah, so just developing that and then coming into college I didn't know how to still I I always knew how to look at a take care of other people 
or not even take care of other people, but channel that energy of like, okay, I, in order for me not to be alone, I'm going to hang out with these people um, and like be like, all right, what do they need? What can I do to keep them here with me? And so, you know, it got to a point where it's like, I remember like, I'd even call my mom every day because I was just didn't have much friends like my soft my fresh the sophomore year of undergrad like the first semester first and second semester like it was bad like I called her every day um and that kind of forced me to try new things and just like really really get involved with mm-hmm. with everything else um but now you know I when I moved to Ohio that was the first time that I was like okay I'm living in a new state, don't have many friends. What, and I know, and I needed to figure out just how to be independent and not be, not be lonely, but alone, right? There's a difference, I think, when it comes to loneliness and being alone. And I had to choose to be alone rather than choose to be lonely. Mm-hmm. And so being alone meant all right, booking myself a ticket to see an orchestra event or booking myself a ticket to go see Aladdin or going downtown on a, well, not a Friday night, but like a Saturday brunch time and going to buy myself dinner or or even like dating, right? Doing all of those things that still focus on bettering myself and better and just spending time with myself and learning to get myself and know myself as a person, but also doing things that, that kind of healed my inner child right being being like it's okay that we're here by ourselves doing this that is it's always what I've experienced right I've always experienced being alone but I've I experienced a lot more loneliness and so being able to be like you know and I think part of that what has helped me with is like my affirmations so listening to like, I am strong, I am independent, I am worthy of love, I am, you know, gonna be successful, I am protective of myself, I am growing, I am learning, I am, you know, so practicing those things every morning when I wake up has been really beneficial. I don't know, they don't really swirl into my head, Mm -hmm. like when in those times, but they channel my energy to have a more positive outlook of life and outlook of my situation mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of my my thing on healing I guess mm-hmm. childhood my inner child right it's not really healing yeah, childhood yeah. trauma but healing healing what my inner child yearned mm-hmm. for so you know, playing my video games, right? I didn't, I had stopped playing. Well, I never really stopped playing video games, right? In college, I played The Sims. I don't, I didn't really play it that much when I was in senior year, but like my freshman year, I played it a lot. Getting back into that, right? Getting back into watching people play games, like just finding new things. Like right now, I'm like I said in the episode from about a week ago or something, like getting into anime. I never thought I'd get into anime, but that shit is, that shit is good <laughs> yeah i think so much of um adulthood mm-hmm. is nurturing your inner child but then also tapping into it mm-hmm. um because i think i'll speak for myself and then maybe others um 
as you grow older, and I'll speak from an academic perspective. So I've always been in school. A lot of times that creativity and childlike wonder is kind of stifled. And then as you get older, I don't know, I find myself now tapping back into that. So how you're talking about video games, uh, that's tapping into your inner child's need for creativity and fun and exploration. I think a lot of times as adults, we don't tap into that. Um, and that's another way to yeah. kind of nurture your inner child and discovery right. and exploration. That's important. Yeah. Or even not allowing the feelings of societal pressures to stifle you from doing those things right mm -hmm. who said who told me that playing video games should stop when i'm 18 yeah you know what i'm saying like who tells you who's telling you these things who's telling you not to enjoy roller skating i bought myself a pair of roller skates for my birthday okay yeah i'm gonna be so much of um I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I said I was just gonna say I'm gonna be skating up and down Chelsea As you should. <laughs> and busting my ass because <laughs> my ass don't know how to roll a skate. No, oh, you're not. I can't either. I'm one of the blacks that does. Well, skate. I or think like row. if you oh I do know how to do that. <laughs> that is a learned practice, but like you know, once I'm in the ring, you know, I hold on to mm -hmm. the edges, and then when I get off, I'm fine. But just to put them on and go. Mm -mm. But you're not posting a video. Oh, hell no. I would, you know, I'd love to develop those skills, but I, you'll never see me. Well, maybe this summer. I like seeing all the black people on these skate videos. That's true, though. Especially the black women. Mm -hmm. um, what was I going to say? Uh, I think. Inner, yeah, just going Yeah, I think so much of um, adulthood. Well, one, you realize you ever met someone like, you are fucked up like emotionally, mentally, you just got trauma written all over you. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is rooted in your childhood experience. Mm -hmm. So like anything, it's like, well, why are you this way? You go back to childhood and you're like, damn, that's where that started. <laughs> so I think Facts. more, especially us as black people talking about these inner child experiences, like even like across generations, um, mm -hmm. because being black, um, you, you're going to experience trauma. We live in white supremacist mm -hmm. world. Yeah. And, and it's not even our own trauma, too. Sorry to cut Yeah. You. But no, it's also no. like generations of yeah. trauma that, you, that has been passed down in your DNA. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a lot of things like we just need to be able to talk about it. And they, these inner child um, experiences, they can circulate into trauma and patterns. And it's just a cycle. And so it's important to recognize them. So I'll say for my inner child, most of my work in that area has been in reparenting. So I'll say for me, my inner child, as a kid, I felt like I could not be myself. Well, because one, growing up in a black household, you got to be obedient. You're seen, not heard. Okay. That's, that's just You're a, a wallflower. <laughs> and so it's like, I could not express um, when I was hurting or when I needed something emotionally, or if I just like something, that was that's disobedience, mm -hmm. or, or, a lot of the times I got praise was when I did something good in school, and so my inner child um, mm -hmm. pattern is, I'm going to achieve because that's, that's why I'm I good at school. Love, mm -hmm. because when I do good in school, I get loving things, but 
if I'm struggling, I can't come to anyone for help um, because my mom was going through shit. My family, they were going through stuff. They, it's a lot of stuff that they didn't know about. And it was like, you gotta be tough. You gotta be strong. And so my inner, work of my inner child has been reparenting that. So now as an adult, I will grieve my inner child. So a lot of times I feel sad about the childhood that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll just be like, dang, I wish it was better. Or wish certain relationships were better. And now I'm just like, I've accepted, you know, that's, that's what my experience was. And yeah. here's what I can learn from it. But there exactly. are joys and yeah. things I can take away from it. Um, and it shifted my relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so now like, we've had conversations where it's like, you know, this really hurt me and it affected me. Like you leaning, I'm the eldest daughter. <laughs> so there's, there's mm-hmm. trauma that comes with that. And I'm like, you leaning on me um, and respecting and expecting me to be a stable child. The one that takes care of everything. I know you're always going to be good. And that led me to not being able to come to you when I needed help. And that mm-hmm. affected me emotionally. And so we've had conversations about that and, yeah. I held a lot of resentment, but now mm-hmm. I'm able to take off that lens of resentment and be like, she was going through this, this, and this, and raising three kids. Mm-hmm. So I, I can extend more empathy. Her yeah. Way. Yeah. Um, I think. Or even, what was I going to say? Oh, back to the, the, the being independent and the overachieving. Um, so now with my inner child, say if I need to cancel something. Or I'm like, I can't get this done. I'm sorry. And so professionally, I've had to do that a lot recently because I just can't get everything done. So before I've started looking at my inner child, the old me would have been like, you need to toughen up. You can get this done. You don't need to ask for help. The da, fuck da, da, is da. you doing? Yeah. And now it's just like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have to always get everything done. You don't always yeah. have to achieve. And failure, that is a big thing. It's a lesson. I, I don't accept failure well yeah. well now i do um but as a child it was like it's our whole world yeah like achieving meant you got good things you got dessert yeah. you gotta you got to pick what was cooked for dinner people would celebrate you failure it's like so now i gotta figure out how to pay the bills and you gonna come in here with bad grades not that i ever did but <laughs> but that's so yeah inner child stuff is messy it is messy yeah and i think you brought up a good point, right, about resentment. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when I do try to address these things with, you know, my mom and stuff, she's like, it always feels like you're guilty me. But it's like, I am I try not to put it in that lens because I don't want her to feel guilty about, because she was doing the best that she could for me, right? And, and I have to, and, you know, for me now as an adult, I have to look at that and be like, I have to look at it in a different lens, not saying, okay, they abandoned me because they didn't abandon me, right? They always came home. They always took took care of me. They always drove me all, all, all of these places, right? But in order for me to do those things, right? To do, I did ballet, I did tap, I did dance, I did, I did theater, right? They, she had to, right? Work the, that extra job in order to mm-hmm. afford me with a life that, stimulated my creativity stimulated me being active and playing basketball and all of that other stuff so I don't I I'm just more thankful now that I got that experience right 
and learning that now it's my choice whether or not I choose to be alone or lonely, right? Choosing, mm-hmm. you know, if I say I could really use some friends right now instead of just rolling in it, which I usually have done, right? Rolling in the 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 feeling of just not connecting or wanting to talk to somebody. Sometimes I just take my ass to bed because sometimes that's really what I just need. I just need yeah. to sleep it off. And I didn't realize that until, you know, kind of recently, right? If I'm feeling the type of way, mm-hmm. right? If it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, wow, nobody's texting me. Girl, it's 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. People are it's probably- able to sleeping. think rationally. Yeah. Um, and accepting. So like accepting right. things for what they were and what they are and not- not blaming yourself for it because as kids you don't some a lot of times as kids we think this is my fault so like if your Mm -hmm. parents get divorced a lot of people feel like that's their fault Mm -hmm. and it's like no that ain't got nothing to do with you so -hmm. like this aspect of reparenting is just being like i'm accepting this is what it was yeah and if i feel bad if i need to grieve it i can grieve it so like damn that was sad that was tough like that's what i i have to do that a lot these days um, where i think on certain memories um, but I want to shift the conversation yeah. and maybe talk about, are there certain maybe events or things that trigger like your inner child or responses? So I'll give you an example. Um, was it last year? There was a video of a black woman um, and she was doing this little black girl's hair. She had locks and she was a dark skinned child. And the little girl was like, I'm ugly. And that triggered my inner child because I've experienced so much insecurity, um, like skin color, hair texture, like my appearance and body image. So like that tore me up. Um, so I guess I was just wondering, do you, can you think of any examples that trigger your inner child? Uh, I guess... Or like maybe if you oh. hear certain words or phrases and it, it brings you back to childhood. Yeah, I guess it's more like things that just kind of like sounds or mm-hmm. noises like in the house. Like sometimes I remember one time like we have creaky stairs in my house, right? So like if somebody's walking up the stairs, like at night I used to play like my DS or something or my, my Game Boy, you know, and it's past my bedtime and I hear them stairs and I like will immediately like close the covers. Do you ever see those? The 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 reels where it'd be like you up at late at eleven and your DS is underneath your pillow and your parents come in like No. Oh well, that was me. <laughs> well that was me. Um so pretty much like like those sort of things of like and so like now as an adult, like if I, cause I, you know, I'm always listening to to sounds cause you know, black people, you like, what the hell is that sound? Mm-hmm. And so for me, sometimes that can be very triggering for me to be like, oh my gosh, I need to hide what I'm doing. And I'm like, girl, you is 25. What, why do you need to feel like you got to close your door? Or, um, I mean, I feel like it was only recently that I've been home now that I've like been selfish about closing my door because I've never I've never done that right it's either leave it cracked open but never close it never close it I remember I was at someone's house I was sleeping over and they had locked the door and I was like why do you lock the door 
she's like it just makes me feel safe and i never thought to consider like that's because you know maybe they lived in a house with a lot of other people and so like this was their intimate space or Mm -hmm. for me right it's always for me it's always been a open door type of household but because of that i've never felt like i've had any privacy which is very weird but like so stuff like that can trigger me i think but not really I think over the years I've learned to gr- love to grow grow my hair and stuff like that and just experiment with it. Like even today, like I have on um, four braids and you would have never caught me go outside with four cornrows in my hair as a teenager. <laughs> but I'll be going up to work like this, looking like this. I put a headscarf on and I'll put it to the side and it'll show in the back. So like just things like that, like I've been more confident about. But I think one area that I'm still working on is just my body, like the body shame and you know being like oh my gosh or like seeing like little black chunky girls dancing and being like that was me right but and still not being able to kind of like accept that like this is um who I am but I'm I'm growing I'm learning to love and grow you know I I got my mirror I look at mirror and I you know I talk to my belly I talk to my thighs. <laughs> I talk to my butt and I'm like, you're so cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and learning to love, love it in that uh, state that it's in now and not in a state that it will be. That's something that I work on daily because yeah. it really is my body and the way that I view my body has been something that I've struggled with most of my life. And it's like, I just want to get to a place where I actually just kind of feel, I mean, I have, I do feel comfortable, but now it's just more about the things that I wear or the things that I want to wear and still don't feel like I could love my body in those types of things. Right. So I was talking with Tatiana, maybe about like crop tops. And I was like, I don't know if I could wear a crop top, like, but you know, it takes time. Like, I just have to start off small and then move from there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm usually, I would love a good pair of skid tight jeans and a loose shirt. That is me, a loose t-shirt, right? That has always been me. And so, you know, but that's also how I've been conditioned to raise, right? You go to mm-hmm. church, you got a lap pad. Well, I never had a lap pad, but it's like, you know, put put your, put your, put your, or put your sweater over your legs or cross mm-hmm. or close your legs, right? Don't, slip. I'm like, I'm just comfy with my, you know, it can breathe. Mm-hmm. No, close your legs. It was like, don't cause what? your brother to stumble. Why is he looking there? It wasn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't even that. It was more of like, you're a lady. You need to <laughs> no, act like a lady. Turn. And it's like, okay. It was like the camisoles. They're like, cause the, wear a V-neck. I remember one time a girl's wearing a V-neck and the, the woman who was who she's like the woman youth pastor but she wasn't a pastor because you know women not in leadership <laughs> and she was talking about modesty and she was like yeah you can wear the v-neck but you got to put a camisole underneath and she was like even with that if you have cleavage they can still see your chest and I was just like ma'am why are they looking that hard like I I would literally have to wear a turtleneck and a jean skirt to my ankles and even then, if you have booty and titties and stuff, <laughs> it's going to be pronounced. But that's right. a sidebar. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I like what you're saying. And that actually is connected to what we're going to talk about later. And I love that you're talking about body image. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll end it. I'll end this part on one question. Yeah. So I'll start and then I'll end with you because you kind of touch on it. 
So I want to talk about ways that we are, if you're, ways that you are making your inner child happy, uh, which you kind of touched on about like playing video games and stuff. Mm -hmm. So me, my inner child, they would be happy to see Destiny at 23 because Destiny at 23 is, she's softer. So I'm Mm -hmm. open to love and people accepting me for me. That's been a journey. Um, Yeah, you changed yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say you 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 have transformed in front of my eyes cuz oh, I you know, you. sometimes I look at I look at old pictures of us and I was like you have just flourished and like just kind of come it looks like you you're you're just a kind of at peace with where you are with your yes. life at the moment. You know, even when shit is ablaze, but like and it's good to see that. And I think that's what, that's, was that me? I think that was kind of me too at 23. Well, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, uh, almost. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but I didn't want to cut you off. I just oh, wanted no. to say that. Yeah, I think it's another thing is like being okay with the journey. Like I still like, no one likes when bad things happen or stuff. But now it's like, I, I really pray for and I ask for peace. So I'm like, no matter what, I want to be able to wake up and smile. And maybe I can't do that every day. So it's like, maybe I'm really depressed one day and I'm really going through it. But I'm like, tomorrow, I want to smile. I want to have joy. Yeah. Um, because happiness is temporary. But it's like being yes. okay, being okay with yourself and where you're at. Like, right. that's what I'm trying to be. And my inner child would be very happy because I think, well, one achievement was a big thing. I've really worked hard to let go a lot of that achievement stuff and other people's expectations mm-hmm. and asking permission. Um, that's something I'm still working on. Uh, but it's like, no, I set, I set my schedule. I tell people when I'm going to have this done. Um, I mean, to a limit, to a fault, cause I'm only a grad student, right. um, but like not feeling guilt if I can't get something done and being like, Hey, it's not happening this week. Mm-hmm. hit me up next week like that was like I get anxiety sending certain emails like I will avoid sending yeah. emails and I was like girl if you don't go ahead and unpack that real quick but then also just the love being able to love myself I think that's something I'm still working on yeah so I think physically I have a better relationship with my body so being able to have piercings and to cut my hair and to diet like my inner child I want to be like that, that. My inner, my, as a child, I have ponytails and them braids and mm-hmm. I couldn't get my hair messed up. I couldn't swim because yeah. I sweat out my perm. Like, <laughs> Agree. Yeah. So that's another area. But yeah, I think overall just being open mm-hmm. to love and to opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. For me. What about you? Uh, I want to be there with my physical self because I you know there's still some things that I want to do but I'm I try not to allow that insecurity get the best of me mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing that my inner child will be happy about right not allowing regardless if I feel uncomfortable at least I did it at mm-hmm. least I experienced it yeah. at least I never said oh I wish I could have or I should have I did it 
And was it bad or was it terrifying? Sure, or not, or, you know, whatever. Uh, But I think another thing that my inner child would just be happy at is, is being okay with like uncertainty or being just being okay with that is a big one being being just kind of okay with where you are and not moving too fast Mm -hmm. I think growing up in New York it's it's definitely you see it right everyone else is moving around you like really quickly for me going away has helped with slowing down and appreciating the time that in the space that I'm in, right? And so I came back and I was expecting to go back into that fast pace, right? Because New York is really fast paced and moving and stuff, right? So I'm taking time to be, to have gratitude. And I think I would be very happy at where I am. And also with the boundaries that I've set up for myself mm-hmm. and kind of holding those and holding me accountable to those boundaries, right? And opening up my my myself to whether it be being like okay I'm gonna go to bed or okay I'm going I don't want to do this or okay I don't feel comfortable right or okay like finally just kind of making decision like people are always gonna have something to say Mm-hmm. so do what you want to do anyways do what you feel do what you love to do anything and I think I, my inner child would be very happy with that especially because my inner child was a people pleaser mm-hmm. right so like one thing one thing of gratitude that I'm that I've did like my parents got me the my balloons for my birthday I have not popped them they is right on my wall mm-hmm. let me show you destiny they is right over there look at that I so that. I'm reminded every day of how how far I have come along in this journey uh and and finally being like like yeah I'm good like I'm just good right Mm -hmm. I I don't know if yeah I and it's still a work in progress right yeah not every day is perfect yeah like I wish I could be a bit of a bolder like getting piercings or cutting my hair and not something I mean I think I dyed my hair once (laughs) Mm -hmm. and but being able to do that more frequently and rather than just contemplating and sitting around and being like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know this, that, and like waiting so long and just jump in. Mm-hmm. I can jump in for certain things. Not everything though. Oh yeah. I, same. Yeah. yeah. I'm more, I'm better at jumping in professionally and academically because it's what I know best. Mm-hmm. Personally, it's a bit, it's like a, Oh, let me just put my foot in the water. Okay, right? Because I think personal, personally and professionally sometimes don't merge with, no, personal and professional don't always merge. And so I can keep those things separate. Like I'm not worried about my self-image in my professional realm or, or any of that type of stuff because I know, I know that I'm smart. I know that I'm capable. I know that I, I, I can stunt on hoes and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, the vulnerability, I'm still working on that. I don't feel comfortable. I don't trust that I can be vulnerable and not feel rejected. And he said, period. If I'm vulnerable. So that's something I'm still working on. Stop, Bentley. I guess, I guess that's the end of, end of this show. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they finna be they finna be hyper. So uh sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right. I think that is it for the gather round and grow segment. Thank you so much for hanging out and being vulnerable. And you tell us what are you what um what was your question? <laughs> what are how are you nurturing your inner yeah. child and maybe that's what I'll post for things it. that would make your inner child happy. Mm-hmm. How are you nurturing your inner child? How yeah. are you nurturing? And we didn't get to this. I want to go through the thread, but I think we'll save that for another week because mm-hmm. um, there's some gems dropped in it. We can build an episode. Yeah, I think that this will be a post for for after we drop the episode. Very excited to, very excited once when, when well you're already here listening. So <laughs> for us and for for myself to me in the future, very excited about this. All right. All right, we're back. All right, so this is our last segment. Yes, we so are. are we changing? Well, so we're changing it. So I feel like this should be just kind of be kept then. Oh, put it. So we have an So we're going to start a new segment or maybe merge it with the self-care. Mm-hmm. So I want to have a mindfulness segment, but that can also go in self-care. Right. We'll see. Um, well, we're still figuring this stuff out, right? We we're are. both working and in school, so... Well, when we come up with creative stuff, we just kind of put it out there. But yes. once once we are done and I graduate and stuff kind of chills, it will be a lot more organized. But we are yes. glad that you stick around for us crazy people. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to read some affirmations to share with y'all today um, because a lot of people talk about affirmations. But then I know for like me, when I started learning about affirmations, I was like, I don't believe it. Why am mm-hmm. I doing this? This yeah. is stupid. Um, <laughs> but the act of affirmations is putting things out into the air. And even if you don't believe it, just the act of saying right. something like I am loved, that speaks volumes and you're yeah. cultivating this practice. Manifesting. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to read some affirmations and these affirmations I got from Miriam Hasnea. Um, I bought her embodiment um, box. Um and it's a blend of essential oils. And I also have holy water. And so embodiment, for those that don't know, embodiment is the ultimate union of mind, body, and spirit. Embodiment is having the courage to trust oneself enough to break the cycle of past influences and to set out on your own path. The more of your light you embody, the more powerful you become. And this is straight from Miriam Hasnea. I'm not going to act like I created this because we cite people over here. And so I just want to read a few affirmations from this. So one is, I feel safe and grounded in my body. I release any need to judge myself and my body. I'm going to repeat that one again, because I need that one. I was trying to think if I was going to read this in like a little soft voice, like the yoga people. I release any need. You want me some a gong <laughs> in the background? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try you. to do a little soft voice. I release any need to judge myself and my body. I'll be on my tab with the brown. Shout out to her. Yeah, she got on that calm app. Securing yes. the bag, sis. I'm That's what we love now. to see it. Mm-hmm. 
I trust my body's innate wisdom. I'm not afraid to say no when something doesn't feel right. I'm thankful that my body gives me messages about what is and aligned for me. And that's all I'm gonna tell. I'm not gonna give y'all all of them. Just give y'all a little nugget. There we go. Thank you. I love that's that. That's the mindful minute. I love that. I appreciate it. And I think with that, we can end. I, my self-care is really short. I've been doing my affirmations. Yes. So this was very, very nice for me to nurture and journaling more. I've been journaling two, three times a week. Um, wow. Yeah, it's been, I've been experiencing a lot of stuff, a lot of just like very interesting changes. And mm-hmm. I've been just kind of diving more into seeing how much my how much my mood can change over time and just not even regulating my mood but recognizing when I'm like like I can go from extremes like I can feel really extremely extremely happy and I can feel really 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 extremely sad Mm -hmm. and I've noticed that I just kind of live through those moments instead of like right it's not I don't know like there's no like real switch for me Mm-hmm. so and or like today today was just like a chill day right I'm mm-hmm. not happy I'm not sad um I'm just I'm just kind of here existing and also recognizing those moments and how often do I have those things because like I said I think when I'm really really happy I set myself up for disappointment but I also don't want to cut myself off from experiencing that type of joy because mm-hmm. it is essential to my well-being that's good my self-care, let's see, I've been sick. I don't like being sick because um, I have to rely on other people. My self-care is just being honest with myself and others about what I can do and not beating myself up for not producing. And I got my nails done. I haven't got my nails done since the pandemic. That was a nice wow. pretty yellow color. Uh, I'm going to do mine. I was very nervous to go to a nail salon, um, but I found a place that I feel mm-hmm. pretty comfortable in. So Good. that brought me joy, just having yellow nails. So I got so my I'm eyebrows sp- done. Oh, nice. Good for you. I'm happy for you as always. <laughs> I love you, friend. Sorry, I said I took a big sip of water. So <laughs> I love you dead. too. That wasn't a pause. Yes, it was. Did you see how she betrayed me on here? I'm parched, oh my y'all. gosh no but low-key i didn't even used to tell people i love them so I know. and even now i'm just like you better take it because I, I tell my grandma i, like... I love you my husband and my mama yeah i tell all my friends i love them <laughs> it's just who i am or like even mutual friends love y'all mm-hmm. it's just it's not a you know it's different types of love yeah um, and so with that, you can follow us at Gather Round Grow, Round Grow on Twitter, Instagram. Our website is gatheroundgrow.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio now. I don't okay. know. I just be adding stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just be bored and looking at how many people have listened to the show and be like, hey, hey, you out there. Um, <laughs> in Germany and in wherever you be at, right? We've had two hundred and two all-time downloads in the United wow. States wow. with our podcast. Y'all be listening, and we be loving it, and we thank you for staying with us. 
um because i have not listened to the podcast since um whatever it seems like I, people love it on apple Podcasts. we love it i don't use apple Podcasts, so i know it's not me okay. i use spotify so. yeah i like spotify too mm-hmm. yeah so thank you thank you thank you keep listening thank keep you. streaming we appreciate your your you we appreciate you coming to to hear us and please share with yeah. your friends your family your enemies <laughs> everyone can learn maybe you Uh, have a toxic friend and you'd be like listen to this episode mm -hmm. you don't you don't even got to like put them on blast be like hey i found this podcast this is a really good conversation Mm -hmm. you could do it that way maybe someone that needs to heal their inner child that's all i'm saying i agree um and with (laughs) that oh also if you love it donate to the donate to our PayPal. you can find it on our website um uh as the Jamaican saying goes, Aliko make a muckle. That was so bad. I'm what does that so mean? Sorry. Um, a little bit can take you a long way. Okay. I think that's what it means. I don't know. I gotta ask my parents. <laughs> that's that's what they say. Uh well, or, or or like if you have we a should have bit, a, a segment on the show, Jamaican wisdom. <laughs> or Jamaican proverbs, because that's what they really yeah. are. Yeah. Jamaican poppers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good one. Bye.